Hi everybody, welcome back to Level Up Loading Fight Feelings Faces Facts with your truly Shay Shay. So I am this video is gonna be all over the place because honestly there is no rhyme or reason to it right now. Um it's kind of one of those situations where I'm literally literally I'm literally trying to figure out what how I want to how I want to express myself so I just want to come on here and say that I am actually exhausted I'm extremely tired I'm ready for somebody's nap <laughs> I know it's late right now but I'm ready for somebody's bed but I wanted to make sure that I got something out to you guys um I recorded a video every just just a couple minutes <laughs> ago my mind is so scrambled right now because i'm kind of delusional so i'm hoping that maybe something good will come from this video if not i'll just go with the other one um but if so i'll just upload both recently i have been on my spiritual journey and of course you guys know this is not really that much about the level up part uh, it kind of actually is but it's more so about my leveling up and my mentality and my relationship with God I have been doing a really good job of slowly being obedient and cutting out things and people and places that God is telling me no longer uh, align with who I am and who I'm trying to be um it's been hard it's been hard but rewarding um empowering it's so amazing to see how my growth has evolve and how it will continue to evolve there my discernment is at an all-time high like it's almost spooky how tapped in that i actually am i am so tapped in it's real spooky i'll give you an example so the other day craziest thing happened so i was leaving uh i went out hung with my friend on my way back home i'm at the stop sign at the stop light rather i'm at the stoplight we had just left she had turned i missed the light whatever and a car is turning left i'm just parked now mind you i live in nashville tennessee if you've ever been here um you'll know that the roads are fairly thin and, and narrow not a lot of space also if you have ever been here you'll know that the drivers are <laughs> not the best and that is all shade okay i want all the smoke behind that uh listen normally i be trying to be politically correct no i want all the smoke behind that these folks cannot drive now i will say that natural is a, a melting pot so it's a lot of people from a lot of different places so i can't say that just because i live here that they're from here but i'm just saying that Right now, the people that's in Nashville, I don't care where they from or where they came from or where they learned, they cannot drive. Honorable mention to the Texas and Florida place that I see all the time. Bebe, let me tell you. I don't know who gave y'all y'all driver's license. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Texas and Florida people, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking, y'all. Y'all could drive. 
Y'all could drive. I'm just kidding, y'all. <laughs> I joke, I joke. But anyways, whole tangent. Oh Lord, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> I <laughs> look, y'all. I ain't got that many subscribers yet. Don't, don't, don't delete me yet, y'all. I'm sorry. I was just joking. I was just joking. <laughs> I told you I'm tired. I'm delirious. Shoot. You can't listen to nothing I'm saying. Okay, you gotta listen to me, but, but like, listen to me, but like, don't listen to me. You get what I'm saying? Anyway, what was I saying anyway? I just went on a whole tangent about how people can't drive. Okay, so for example, so I was saying that I was parked, not parked, but I was at the red light, stopped, and this driver was making a left turn. Now, I'm, there's only so much space that I have, and there's only so much space that he has, as I said, the road on arrow. As soon as this car started to move, I got, my discernment kicked in so quickly. I don't know if this was a drunk driver, I don't know what the case may be, I really don't care. My instincts and my discernment kicked in so quickly so i looked behind me which it was an empty it was an empty road thank god it was like a side street but it just had a light you know it's just random and i looked behind me nobody was behind me and as soon as he started turning i just put my car in reverse when i tell you this man car like i can't show you how can i show you this is my car parked here he's turning left but he's like about to scrape my car and so the holy spirit told me like i'm trying to move your car just move your car now i don't make a, a practice of, of reversing on you know streets like i don't make a practice of that but i had a split second to act i had a split second to look and see if anybody was behind me and I had a split second to move if i had not moved my car he would have hit my car and i would have been on the side of the road after an amazing night with my friend amazing night with my friend i would have been out on the side of the road either waiting for a police officer or exchanging information with a potentially drunk belligerent person when i'm supposed to be going home to give me some rest <laughs> like my discernment is heightened right now and i know that it's a lot has a lot to do with me Tapping into my spiritual gifts, tapping into the betterment of myself, denying my flesh, making sacrifices for the things that I hold dear and that I truly believe in. I know that that's kind of why I'm really tapped in right now. So the other day I was actually just thinking about the growth of my discernment. Like, I can remember so many times of ignoring my discernment, ignoring my discernment, ignoring my discernment, and just not being in a place where I trust myself, even though I literally used to say I was psychic. And I know in the Christian community, psychics are frowned upon and all that. I get that. But like, I literally used to say like, I'm psychic because of how, how right I usually am about things. But I used to have to find things out the hard way because guess what? I had the discernment there, but I didn't have the execution. I didn't trust myself enough to actually, you know, take that sign or that message or that download and utilize it to make smart decisions. Instead, I felt it, seen it, heard the warnings, and like, oh no, that that won't happen. And then when it happened, oh, my ego wants to pat me on the back and say, 
you know, you knew it. Okay, but now you just, you could have avoided this. Like, this, you don't get a cookie for knowing if you're not doing anything to prevent it. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just thinking about the evolution of it and how I've seen spirits in people, like literally seen them in them and still try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I have said this once, I will say it again, the benefit of the doubt it's like one of the worst things that you can give people. I'm so sorry. That might be an unpopular opinion. I'm not sure. But I feel like the benefit of the doubt is one of the worst things that you can give people. I feel like it's the language of enablers. I feel like it's the language of people pleasing. Um, of boundary loosened. <laughs> like, benefit of the doubt, no. If somebody shows you what, what, they're, what they are about. Someone tells you what they're about. Stop trying to give them a scapegoat away from what they're showing you somebody shows you their true colors stop trying to paint them over there was this time this might get a little deep a little dark i i, I don't want to go too deep into detail well i mean nothing happened thankfully because anyway let me just say so there was this time um this is about my discernment of course I was dating this guy. I was young, very young, like 17, dating this guy. He was actually older. I want to say he was 20. Originally, when I met him, he told me he was 19. I think he did that because he knew that I was young. And he thought that at least 19 sounded, you know, feasible versus saying I'm 20. I was like, you're a grown man, which, whatever. I'm not going to get into that debate. But, uh, I was dating him, and he was very much more advanced, not only just in, like, when I say advanced, he wasn't smarter than me, but he had a lot more life experience. Life was very hard on him. Um, he was a person that you can tell was very much raised off of survival and not love. Um, he was a person that was very much into finesse the finesse game you know scheming scamming finessing people getting over you know things like that and me i'm just little i wasn't a suburban but like my family i just was raised really well and i was not exposed to a lot of things that a lot of people in my age group have experienced um, not only just because I didn't want to experience them, but also because I just, there, there was no, no real way for me to experience them because my mom, you know, when my mom and my dad broke up, she moved us to a nice neighborhood and I kind of just went with that. Like, my mom didn't work to get me out the hood for me to be acting hoodlum like, you know, but then here I go, here I go and find a hoodlum to go date. <laughs> No shade to the hoodlums, y'all. Hoodlums he loves too, but just not me, okay? So anyway, I'm very much a schemer, scammer, manipulator, fast talker. I'm from Chicago, so I'm used to that, you know. We're fast talkers, even when we're not trying to, like, get over on you. It's just, like, how we are. But he was a fast talker. He was a con man, scheme type of dude. So he lied to me about his age. I wanted to find out about it later, but for that time, it was over my boyfriend, so I was like, whatever. One thing I can say that I'm extremely happy to say that we were never like, we never 
profiting wise as far as you know intimacy or anything like that which um to this day i'm so happy to say that because he tried he tried he tried but thank you lord for a strong will <laughs> a strong will and a good upbringing um i winded up breaking up with him let me speed this story because it's a long story why did i breaking up with him uh, and he you know now i know that this is a typical scheme but back then i was this was like my first real relationship so i didn't have any anything to really compare it to i didn't have any experience he used the typical somebody died to get me to see about him because i had pretty much just cut him off like you are being trash you're like he used to do some of the craziest stuff like just really not, not a good dude, you know, not a good dude. It's just wasn't the line and I knew that. So, um, after trying to, you know, reason with him, I'm like, you know what, you already lied to me to get me in a situation. You're, you're definitely not respecting my boundaries. You're doing, making trash decisions. You're, you're being, just being a jerk. Like, it's just a terrible guy. So, I broke up with him. My thing is, when not, my presence is a present. So when I take my presence away, I feel like that is the, I don't need to be toxic. I don't need to, you know, make a big scene. Like I leave quietly, you know, and my, my presence is felt, but my absence is felt as well, maybe even more. So fast forward to like maybe a week or two, he's calling me, crying, saying, oh, my grandma died, my grandma died. I'm, I don't know what to do. I just need somebody. You you left me. She she left me. You know, those typical manipulative things that guys do. And something told me like, Sharonda, because I wasn't calling myself Shay back then yet. Well, not really. I'm like, Sharonda, this boy, grandma did not die. But the people pleasing me and the, you know, I'm so nice and empath, uh, whatever those crazy words do, uh, that we use these days. And he was like, okay, so I wanted up going to his his house. I get there and he's not crying anymore. He's not, he's not doing anything but watching TV, chilling. So I'm like, you know, how you feeling? You know, I'm just asking the standard questions. He's like, oh, I'm good. So then I hear his grandma. <laughs> yeah, if I'm lying, I'm fine. He lives with his grandma. I hear his grandma downstairs. I'm like, who's who's here? Because it pretty much was him. I mean, his brothers and stuff would like pop in from time to time. But pretty much him and his grandma, like they was like on some roommates. He was living in her house, but you know how that go. He like, oh, that's my grandma. I'm like, are you? I'm like, are you serious? I'm like, you just made me. Now, mind you, I was 17. I didn't have a car, so either I was getting on the bus, or I was walking. And he didn't live far from me, but if you're walking, it was far. And if you're on the bus, just to go down the street, it was still inconvenient, and you could cost money. So no matter what I did, I don't remember. I think I might have walked. In the heat of summer, you had me walk over here and eat for nothing. I just wanted you to come over here. So of course I leave. I leave. I'm like, no, I'm out. In the in the midst of me leaving, I one of my earrings fell. And so I'm like, did I leave my earring over there? 
I called him when I get home. I'm like, did I get leave my earring over there? Yeah, you did. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna come and get it. This is my last. I'm about to leave you alone. I'm about to. You're never gonna see me again. Like literally, you're never gonna see me again. If this wasn't an earring that my mom had bought me, a real gold earring. So these was real gold earrings with real. What do you call them? Like they were like pave diamonds. These were some good. These were some nice earrings. So I only had one. So I'm like, I need these earrings. Like otherwise, I would have chopped it up. If it had been like some beauty supply earrings or something, baby, I would have me some more. But these were some real gold earrings my mom had bought me for my birthday. So I go back over there to get these earrings. And my discernment says, Sharon, something's going to happen today. And I'm like, no, no, just go get these earrings and you're going to go. I get over there and I get in his house because, mind you, he was very controlling. He would never do anything on my terms. So, like, if I came, I'm, say, I'm outside on the porch, can you come bring me my, my earrings? Oh, it's in the house on the, on the dresser. You got to come get it. Like, he never would do anything on my terms whatsoever. So, I get in the house. I try to get my earring. He's, like, playing um, keep away with the earrings and just all sorts of craziness. And so, I'm, like, getting my earring. Finally get my earring. And I'm getting my stuff. I'm, like, okay, thank you. I'm about to leave and walk my butt back home. I done walked up here twice. As I'm walking out, on his porch is like, these are his friends. I've, I've hung with his friends with him and everything. About four or five guys sitting on the porch. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm walking, about to leave. This man runs up on me, snatches my cell phone, and like takes off with it. Like, now mind you, I'm a little juicy thing. I always been a little juicy, okay? <laughs> But even if I wasn't running, just wasn't in my in my 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 wheelhouse of skill sets. I have a lot of um, bust, a lot of back. I'm not doing all that, okay, baby. I'm so sorry. So I'm like, please stop playing. Like, just give me my phone because I can't leave it on my phone. Like, I can't reach my earring. I got my earring. Now he just snatched my phone, and he's running. He's running now. As he's running. He's stopping, and his friends are going with him. His friends are going with him. They're walking to laughing like, boy, get, her, get that girl her phone, you know, whatever that can be. But they're all going in the central, like, the central direction. So I'm following behind him, but I'm following slow because I'm not running. Like, I'm following behind him. And he'll stop and, like, let me think he's going to give it to me or, or stop and, like, here, here, come get it, and I'll get it, and he'll run off again. In the meantime, Robert, his friends are all just walking along they're a little bit ahead of me but like i said he would come back and run he'd come back and then run away and he'd come back and run away so i'm like i can't i just got this phone the only reason why i even got this phone in the first place because i was dating him and my mom was like well i need to know where you at if you're gonna be going out with this little <laughs> shout out to mom dukes so i'm like i cannot go back to this house without this phone so i'm like give me the phone i promise y'all this is this is when I knew that I really was tapped into discernment and my, my, I had to really trust my instincts. Something, we got all, we got so far, not really that far, but like in the interim of like how much he was playing, we had gotten kind of far. Not that far, but a little bit far. And we were going towards the area that was like not really busy. Like he lived close to a busy street. 
but we were going to like more residential like back cul-de-sac like area that's where he was kind of like leading me to and so something in me said Sharonda that phone is the phone go home and I'm like but god my phone Sharonda a phone is a phone go home and so I just stopped. I said, you know what? It is what it is. And I stopped and I turned and I started walking away. And he, with me doing that, he instantly was like, wait. And I, you guys, I don't know what his plan was for me that day. But I felt like something was sinister. I felt like I was being led to slaughter. Um, I felt like I was being set up. Um for something very dark and I pray to God that I was wrong and I'm thankful to God that I never found out. Fast forward, I stopped and started walking home. Like it is what it, what it is. I'm just going to tell my mom the situation and we can go from there. Like I'm, I'm not about to put my life in, in danger or my well-being in danger dealing with this fool. And he runs up and he gives me my phone took my phone and I never talked to him again. I never seen him again. Well, I saw him again, unfortunately, because he lives in my neighborhood. But I never answered a call for him. I never interacted with him. I never did anything. And it just, to me, just goes to show you, listening to your discernment, please, guys, if you have a voice in your head and it's really warning you, please stop discounting it. Stop making it, you know, muting it stop muting the voice in your head it is there for a reason and like i said this is all speculation i don't know what those voices had set up for me but i know that he knew i was coming he made sure that i came into the house then when i left he made sure that him and his friends were leading me somewhere leading me somewhere deserted and desolate in an area that would not have much foot traffic and using my my phone as bait because who who wants to leave their phone especially when somebody that you consider your boyfriend or even your ex-boyfriend or whatever a close person has it and they're playing so you're like i know they're gonna give me that stuff just come on quit playing quit playing but something told me i was telling you that man had a, an evil spirit and i seen him after that i actually seen him and i'm just gonna be honest with you I saw him. He was actually trying to talk. He was talking to my cousin. I, they say they didn't know that they, they met each other before, but, you know, it was years later. Um, I came in. That's another story, but I'm not going to get into that. I saw him years later, and I tell when I tell you that man's soul was so dark, I cannot even believe that he was even allowed to even experience a few moments of, in my presence. Not trying to, you know, be egotistical or anything, but I am a light. I know that. I am light. God has put a light in me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And for this force of darkness and evil, like, if I was to tell you even a half of the story that I went through with this man, and as I said, we were never even intimate. I can't even imagine how toxic it would have been if... <sighs> We ever had crossed that line and, and created a soul tie that man was pure evil you can look in his eyes and see it and i feel so strongly about the fact that if i had continued on that way i would have been harmed in some way shape or form
Stop giving people the benefit of the doubt. Truth be told, that man had had domestic issues with me before and gave him the benefit of the doubt. He showed me who he was. He showed me how he felt about me. He showed me what his value lied in, in me was. He showed me how controlling he could be, how immature and sinister he could be. And I, being young, and that's understandable, that's what young people do. They make mistakes, they make bad decisions, things like that. But I really knew who he was. I knew that he, my, my whole family was like, no. But they knew, you can't really tell no young girl, especially 17, my first boyfriend. They know you can't really tell me no, because that's going to make me want him more. And I'm so glad that they didn't, because that's probably what would have happened. They voiced their concerns, but they never, like... They never shunned him away. They never prohibited me from doing anything with him or seeing him because they knew that that would just be more of a reason for me to, to want to be with him more. You know what I mean? And so I'm so glad that they didn't do that. But I don't know. I don't want to make this about just him. I just want to make this about discernment and fighting the feeling of quieting that voice. That voice is there for a reason. You don't have to. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Just like I said, my, my brain snapped in one second and said, go home. Like, oh, I wish I wish I could, like, bottle that sound up just so you guys could hear it. It was so strong. It was like, it was like, just go home. Like, urgent. Angels screaming in my ear, go home. That phone is a phone. We can get a replacement. We can pick a police report. We can do whatever. Go home. And how many times have we been in situations where an angel is in our ears screaming for us, stop, don't do that, don't do it, it's not, this isn't right, and we still go ahead and do it, and then we wind up in situations that are tragic, that are harmful, that are traumatic. Listen to that voice, fight the feeling to ignore it, face the fact that you do have a, a connection to the divine you have a connection to spirit you have a connection to god you are one with the universe you are aligning and especially as you continue to level up heal unlearn and reparent yourself you are you're going to be more and more in tune and if you keep on ignoring these lessons the weapons are going to form they're going to form and it's only so many times that they can't prosper. God has shielded us from so much. But he does expect us to be obedient. He does expect us to listen. Especially when he gives us blatant signs and signals and a connection with him. And I don't even want to just make this about religion. Like this can apply to whatever religion. Whatever your your God of choice and your, your divine entity of who you choose to believe in. It's not about the doctrination of the religion. I'm using that because that's my religion. But apply it how it applies. Please, y'all. I got stories for days on discernment. I really think I want to do like a discernment series. I want to do a discernment series because I think that it's so important. Not only for your level up, but just for your protection and for your guidance and for your path. Like... If you're not listening to the the spirit within you, 
you're not listening to the guidance. That's your guides. You know, everyone's talking about spirit guides. It's the same stuff. Like, you can call it what you want to call it, but if you're ignoring it, it doesn't matter what you call it because it's useless to you. You're not taking the benefit of it. And that's a gift. Everybody doesn't have that. Believe it or not, everybody doesn't have it. Some people have muted it with their addictions, with their disobedience, with their drug uses, and whatever blockage that they have brought into their lives. So if you actually have the gift of discernment, I'll implore you to please use it, guys. It is a gift. It is a presence. A present. <laughs> Can't talk. It is a present. And just take heed to those moments and act swiftly. Stop trying to make sense of everything. Stop trying to logically figure out everything. Everything doesn't have to make sense all the time. It's not going to make sense all the time, especially when it comes to discernment. I've had discernment about friends where God said, remove them. They're holding you back. Remove them. They're weighing you down. Remove them. People I love dearly, people who I thought I was going to be gray in a chair rocking, watching sunsets with. God said, remove them. I remove them. He's revealing stuff to me. He's giving me discernment about who is in my life and who supposed to be in my life and who isn't it's been times where i take my regular my, my regular way to work and i'll have a, a thing say detour don't go that way okay it don't have to make sense yes my exit is right there but what am i i could potentially be missing something that would be harmful to me just by listening just by trusting and having faith discernment trusting your discernment is nothing but actually having real faith you don't have to see or make sense of it you just have to be obedient and do it and heed the warning what a blessing it is to hear that to hear God and to hear guides guiding me to safety daily even when I am obedient disobedient even when I am disobedient even when I am you know stubborn Guiding me, guiding me, guiding me. If y'all could have heard that voice of how it was like, it was like your mom, you know how your mama call you and she just calling you or she mad at you. But when she gets serious and it's stepping to attention, I don't know if you ever seen like a little kid get in trouble. Stop it, stop it, stop it. And then if she put that bass in her voice or she put that little inflection, that's how it was. It was like, go home, go home, go home. And then it was like, Go home. Like, ugh, I get chills when I think about it. Because that was protection, and I'm so glad that I listened. I don't ever want to really contemplate what could have happened, and I'm so glad I don't know. But you guys, the only way to really learn to trust yourself, and actually the only way to really trust other people, you can't trust other people if you don't trust yourself, because you don't even trust yourself to make the decisions to pick good people. The only way to learn how to trust yourself, trust people, and build genuine relationships, whether that be family, friends, loved ones, romantic, is for you to listen to yourself and trust your instincts and trust the voice inside of you that's really trying to guide you to safety and to your next purposeful, purpose-filled adventure. Okay. On that note, guys, use your discernment this week. Don't question it. Be bold. Be confident. 
and I'll talk to you guys later in the next episode.